is a presentation of Financial Crisis Recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. How are you doing? What a beautiful day. As you can tell, I've been chewing on coffee grounds, and I am wired and fired. I have got a great show for you dialed up this morning. We have my friend and radio media expert extraordinaire, now podcaster, Bob Davis. Bob, welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, we are going to be talking about podcasting today. For those of you who are considering advertising in radio podcast, or frankly, maybe any type of of media platform, or maybe are thinking about starting your own podcast or supporting someone else's podcast, or maybe my radio show. How about that? We can always use more money. Uh, Hey, we're going to talk about that. We talk about what it is, what it isn't, uh, when it's successful, when it isn't, the cardinal mistakes that people make, or maybe sometimes the expectations that they have from the onset that are misplaced. We're talking about all of that. Uh, Bob is is a guy who hosts the Bob Davis podcast, and and it is and you can check him out the Bob Davis podcasts with an S dot com, and uh, here's some really really great content. Bob is just a blast to listen to. I mean, I tell you what, this is a guy that is who, very nice for you. to Well, say it's that. true. You know, <laughs> I, I don't give a crap what it is you're talking about, Bob. It you may you're so animated and you make it so fun, and that's why you know anybody who does. Any type of media like this alone on a recurrent basis knows that when you got somebody to bounce things off of, it's just a lot more fun. Yes. But Bob is a guy that can be all alone. He can just roll and just, I I just enjoy the heck out of your podcast. So for anybody out there, if you want to delve into the world of podcasts and and start with a really good one, go to the Bob Davis podcasts.com and you will, you will get some of the best. Some of the best content, but delivered by, frankly, one of the best there is. So, uh, Bob started his radio just a few years ago, he says, (laughs) at the age of 15, on air in Baltimore, Washington, D.C., in his early years. He did corporate research for radio and television chain, uh, that's WCCO here, the WCCO Properties, uh, radio program director in Pittsburgh, research assistant program director in New York City at New York's number one Z100, <laughs> operations manager at KS95. So he was here, programmed in St. Louis, consulted morning shows in Los Angeles, New York City, and New York City, and then back on the air, talk radio at KSTP and news talk here in the Twin Cities. Also, on-air fill-in for some of America's biggest and greatest talk show hosts. And I I actually heard Bob fill-in for some of the big names and always enjoyed the heck out of that. He started podcasting in 2009 
And now, which, which, you know, if you think podcasting is in its infancy today, think about what it was in 2009. It is in its infancy, even today. I know it is. Yeah. But in 2009, people didn't even know what the heck it was, you know? Not at all. And now with over 824 society and politically, political focused podcasts, all of them supported by paid advertising, which means you're going to hear a little bit about how to, how to support a podcast because all this stuff costs money. I mean, don't think that we're all immediate celebrities and everybody's coming to us asking us to do a radio show or podcast. You've got to be able to support this financially. And that's an issue which we're going to discuss. His podcast reaches over 100,000 a month with 30,000 page views at the blog, thebobdavispodcast.com. So again, Bob, welcome to the Thank show. You. Yeah. Thank you. So, Bob, so, did you know how to get in the building? You're okay? You still remember how to get back here? It's like coming back to your high school. This place. It's a bad dream. I, it's a bad dream. This is, this is uh, I'll tell you a story quickly. When I was a kid, we used to go see my, my dad's, one of my dad and my mom's best friends in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, they had an older son who was an engineer at, one of the radio stations, no, one of the TV stations in uh, which, which in would Columbus, Ohio, BNS, WBNS television. <laughs> okay, and uh, I'd always go, "Where's Big John?" Because they called him Big John. He'd been in the army and all this stuff, you know. And where's Big John? Because that's all I wanted to know about. And they go, "Big John's down at the station." And I always thought of the station as this place. This is like the hometown. <laughs> And it is. It's like coming back to your high school. Nothing has changed. They put some carpeting in the hallway downstairs. The cafeteria is still here. There's people that worked here 20 years ago. Their names are on the mailboxes. I love this place. Nobody leaves. That's the curse. Once you come, you can't leave. I left. They fired well, me you're twice. Lucky. What are you doing coming back? I got to be Bob's producer a couple of times. It was great. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yep. Yeah, that was a craziness. Anyway. Well, you know, I, I want to start off. I don't want to go into all of this, but I thought what you told me when we were outside the studio that was really interesting bob when you were in high school you had a really unique experience yes. in, in broadcast media tell us just a little bit about that and in american education i went to a high school and i'm not going to say what high school but uh i went to a high school that had a four-year college level media uh radio at that time now it's television training program because the english department guy there who ran the program thought High school students should be able to do college level work. So we started with 100, 200, 300, 400 level college uh, media uh, classes. And when we left high school, uh, there was nothing that any of us couldn't do at any radio station. So we went from high school with a college media education, really, and and went right into radio. I started writing news at 15, had my first full-time job uh, at, I think I was 18, something like that, 18 or 19. There, and I i don't think I've ever encountered a problem at a radio station technically, with the exception of working on the transmitter. I know enough not to open the transmitter door, basically, <laughs> uh, that I couldn't figure out because we learned all that stuff. How, did, how All of the things that uh, you have to do at, at a radio station in order to get a job. Now, today, it's a much more technical thing and, and uh, kids are doing different things, but then... It was how do you run a board? How do you turn the transmitter on? How do you do all these things? Nobody knew how to do that stuff. And 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 I didn't have to go to college. I mean, my dad was furious, but uh, I, I would have been in jail if I had gone to college anyway. So I, <laughs> I was ready to go as soon as I got out of high school. What did he say when you when you passed through this door? What was the, what was it that the guy said you, you told oh, me? Oh, the, the, the guy had a, 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 the sl- a saying. Now. The teacher had a saying that uh, high school stops at the door. 
when you walk in here because you had because it was a federally licensed facility. We had to have licenses. We had to go downtown to I lived in Chicago. We had to go down to the federal building and take our third uh, our third class radio telephone license. And they sent you this blue federal document that was a license that had your name on it and everything else. In order to in order to operate a transmitter, you had to have this license. That's it's a it's, big deal. It's phenomenal. And, I got and, that when I was twelve. And so, suffice it to say, you have a little <laughs> bit of experience in this area. Yes. Suffice it to say, since you and I are of not too dissimilar age. Yes, and of course, just I'm, graduated I'm high school a lot ten years younger ago. than you. I mean, but you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, so. So let's 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 start because I really do think that everybody or a lot of people who are in business uh, hear podcasts or maybe they don't even know what they are and we'll cover that but they all have these you know designs on well you know I could do that I could do that and hey maybe you could but let's kind of let's explore that a little bit so first Bob why don't you just explain what <clears throat> what is a podcast a podcast is nothing more <laughs> than a piece of audio or video delivered over the internet. And there are some technical things that are necessary to deliver a podcast over the internet, uh, but that's what it is, and uh, it's that's the most simple explanation for it. So, how does it how does how does a podcast typically uh, typically differ from a radio show per se, more formally, like what we're doing here right right now? Well, radio is uh, an interesting medium because it's uh, it, it's built in what's built into radio since the nineteen fifties is the spot cluster. So rather than have one sponsor for a show, in most cases, we have to run commercials in radio. So you run three or four commercials and the commercials are clustered into breaks. So at most talk radio stations, music radio stations, you're in a format. And when you're doing talk, you have to get to the point, get it out, and uh, you have 20 minutes and then you break. Right. Then you come back and you have seven minutes and then you break and then you have come back and you have 20, another 10 or 15 and then you have another three or four. That's the format. In podcasting, you can do whatever you want. You can do things that you could never do on the radio. I've done podcasts that are would be unlistenable on the radio, <laughs> but I've yeah. also done podcasts that are, you know, really palatable for the radio. It's just, it depends on what you want to do. Well, the, the, you, you've got an open slate in terms of what kind of content that's you That's really do. what it is, yeah. right? I Clean mean, slate. You're, 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 you're not, you're not so, so tightly, neatly defined. You right. Can, you, and, and you know, it's interesting that you say that because the, one of the biggest challenges you have with, with sponsors or people that you invite onto a show who don't have radio experience they don't understand the the concept of breaks. They don't understand. They're not fully. Uh, they're not fully appreciating the fact that there's. It's all nonverbal communication. You don't have the luxury of anybody being able to see you, and so you've got to be able to communicate in a no way. No body language on right, the radio. Precisely. You precisely. can create that impression. Right. But that takes a little bit of art. Right. To yeah. Do that. And I mean, in fact, Stan Hubbard, Hubbard here, who who is the uh, who started this this uh, this station. Years and years ago, used to have a rule where people would have to stand up when they were on the radio because you wanted them to be able to project and felt that if they sat down, they weren't going to be. You mean Stanley Seen? Stanley, yes, yeah. exactly. They weren't animated enough, and they needed to be able to stand up and and oh, and, yeah. and and project in a you know in a greater way. And there's 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 significance to all of that. The other thing is that is that when you're on the radio, you know, if you've ever listened to somebody tell a joke. And right about at the punchline, they fall off, and you're sitting, you're you're left there going, "What? What?" A lot of people, when you bring them on a radio show, 
They do the same thing, you know. Well, they're yeah. they're building towards a cadence, <laughs> and they're just about to hit the climax, you know, the 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 key point that they're about to make, and then they just don't. You and, know who else does that as politicians? Oh man, they and, are used to warming up the crowd. Right. And there's a lot of throat clearing, and and uh, I was on the air with a with a prominent politician, and he used to he used to want to throttle me because he would he would get almost to his point, and I'd go. We got a break. So. <laughs> <laughs> see, and there's and see that that's strategic, guys. You got to get it out. Got to get you to come back on the other side of the break, right? Right. You know, but you know, you've got to if you're going to make a point on radio, you got to hit your punchline. You got it. You you can you can blather and create all kinds of supporting information leading up to it, but if you don't illustrate it with that boom, boom, boom at the end, you're, yes. you're not you're not really making your your impression that you're looking for. Uh, I also think that is true in podcasting. I think you have. Well, you to, still have to you do have that, to but you're not it. timed out like yes. like when you got good old Joe over there with his arm up saying we got to take a break, and and the and the spot the person in my show is oblivious to that. They're just rolling on and on and on. Yeah, I think you're kind of oblivious to it too, pal. Because well, he doesn't look at me much. Well, I, I want to make sure that they hit their point. If you you're know? really good, you'll hit that number straight up. Oh, yeah. Well, we're not really good around I don't think Bob ever hit that one either very much, Bob. I always hit it at the top of the hour. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard break. We got to take. So, so, so the great news about podcasting is it, it it's more conversational typically, yes. right? Yeah, because you've just got time to really make your point and say what you want to say because it's not this boom, boom, boom. And I mean, some people do podcasts they're two, three hours long, and they really get to do what they want to do and, right. and go go over and and things. I, that I would don't be think. Doable. I think that. You know, I think that is a. Uh, uh, I think that contributes to lazy. The thing about radio and television is working in broadcast. You you are forced to first of all, you have a deadline that has to be met. You can't fudge the deadline. One. So you got when the day comes for you to be on the air, you better be ready. And if you're not ready, you're going to have a hard time that day. So, and I've been there. We've all been there. But you have to be prepped. So there's none of this. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. You got to get ready and do it because you have to be, you know, we had our, we had our conversations uh, before this show. So we know what we're going to do. Podcasters, I think they think we're going to have some people over and have some beers and talk about stuff. and It's going to be great. And it's a three hour podcast. Well, it's unlistenable. It's terrible. Yeah. It's and there's terrible. a ton of podcasts like that. And so it, because it's interesting to them and no one else. Right. And you <laughs> have to learn when you're a content creator, you no throat clearing. You got to get in there and as soon as cuz you're wasting their time if you are going to put a bunch of crap on at the beginning of the podcast about what kind of coat you wore today and the squirrel you almost hit on the way back from work <laughs> and everything else. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear about your trip to Calabasas. Well, see, this is, and I think you bring, <laughs> you bring up a point that's, that's interesting because as I say, a lot of business owners fancy themselves doing their own podcast, you know, real estate agents, financial advisors and, and the like. But you know, these are busy people who may make very good money in their day jobs and the time that it takes, if you're not just a natural content creator, the time that it takes to create the content that's relevant, to format it, and yes. then to and then to know how to deliver it, if you're not accustomed to, takes some significant time. You don't just get to, not everybody anyway, you don't get to most people roll in and just go with it. Because as you say, these things become unlistenable. And unless you want to do a podcast where no one is listening to you, which 
I uh, expect. I've done one. <laughs> which, which I expect isn't the goal anyway. Isn't the goal? Uh, then you've got to have you've got to have uh, you know information and 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 you got to deliver it in a way right. that keeps people's attention. They're willing right. to listen, and moreover, that they tell other people and build your your podcast organically because you want an audience. Right. And we can right? get into this, but I don't I don't recommend to my clients because this is one of the things podcasters get asked two questions right away. What's a podcast? And the second question is, will you help me do my own podcast? And I always say, absolutely not. Because the last thing we need is more podcasts. There's over 500,000 of them and most of them. I would say 95% of the podcasts are unlistenable uh, just because they're, they don't know what they're doing. And uh, so you run, you're, you're a landscaper and you fancy yourself as a glib guy and you decide that you're going to do a podcast. And uh, now you're in the podcasting business and you don't know what you're doing and it's not helping your businesses. And I said to you yesterday, I think businesses are doing irreparable damage to their image and their brand by going on Facebook live. And what do you see? You can't, you obviously, this is radio. You can't see it, but the, the shot comes up and there's the person staring at the screen and they're like, is this thing on? And Okay. Uh, <laughs> hi guys. And then it's terrible. And, and there's a lot of people doing this because they think they're going to promote their business themselves and it's going to be cheap and it's going to be great. And I think they're doing irreparable and, and, harm and the, to their and business. The, and, and the point that you're making is they're thinking they're enhancing their credibility and building their no. business and brand. And right. in fact, they're doing the opposite. They're right. undermining it. And you can, you can extend that to a podcast as well. So, so today you can buy advertising on this show. You can buy advertising on your podcast. You can buy advertising on my podcast to advertise your business and many other podcasts. And it's affordable, and uh, you you do then you can get back to putting in new windshields or whatever it is that you do. Right, right, and, and I and I agree with you a hundred percent because you know I I I have had uh, you know. People tell me that they're going to do a podcast, and just as you say, they are unlistenable in your words, which just means you're listening to it and it's excruciating, right. and, and you it's can only take so to much. Say that because yeah. I'm sure I've done some podcasts that are unlistenable, but I've I have 825 podcasts, and I've learned not to do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so so you want to have uh, relevant and relatable content. So those are two very different things, relevant and relatable. So you're vetting what you're going to talk about based on those two primary movers. Is that what you're saying? Relevant being... Relevance is a big thing. Relevance is a big thing for SEO. It's a big thing, search engine optimization. It's a big thing for blogging. It's a big thing for any kind of media, whether it's YouTube or or anything else. You have to be relevant to the people that are going to see it. And uh, if, if you aren't, so if it's just you and your friends sitting around drinking beer, then if you're talking about games and you are an expert in gaming... Then you are relevant to the gaming community, okay? But if you if you're just a guy who mows his lawn every Saturday and that's your gig and you want to talk about that, that's not relevant. Relatable is being relatable as a human being to other human beings and saying, you know, this is this is in other words, authentic. Right. I think. Well, that's a, that's that's a different way of putting it, but that's that, that makes sense. So the other issue that I kind of brought up, which I think is is maybe incredibly important because. You know, one of the things that business owners figure out early on is that while they may be good at at developing referrals to their business and they may be good at at cultivating organic referrals through their existing client base, when they bring on new people in their business and they want to scale their business, more often than not, they being the business owner, they're good at it. But the people whom they bring to work for them 
aren't good at it. And that means that they now have to expand into marketing, sales, and branding, which is a very different world than most are accustomed to. And every single one of these things, whether it's Facebook, which we've talked about being a degrading platform for, uh, not degrading. (laughs) Is that what we said? (laughs) I said that Facebook is degrading as a platform for advertising. It can be. And it can be degrading as well. Um, but you have different tools for different things, and branding is separate from all those things. And you said we were talking about this yesterday, and I think you made such a great point because branding—you have to brand first. Right. You, you can't just be, you know, whatever, and then try to start advertising if you don't know what you're about. And then, so you have to go through the branding process. Then you have to figure out what your marketing plan is. Then you have to execute it through these different platforms. Well, and and the and the challenge, of course, is that small business owners. Even medium-sized business owners tend to be focused on the work, the the product, or the service in their business and know, in many cases, nothing about marketing, sales, and branding. These are all completely different things. So they enter into advertising, marketing, (laughs) sales, expecting something that was never reasonable or, or, or possible from the very beginning because they are so lacking in their understanding of what it is and what it realistically will accomplish. There's people at huge companies that have no idea what they're doing when it comes to marketing. I mean, big companies make serious marketing mistakes all the time. For the same reason. Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back. So we're, we're going to edumacate you folks on some of the differences between marketing, sales, branding, advertising, and even maybe what you think radio is, which is direct response marketing, and you're just going to have flows of people and fill up your, your voicemail. Katie, bar the door. Yeah. I got to yeah. hire we're, we're, we're Hey, gonna, I'd advertise with you, Bob. We're, we're going we, to illuminate you with, with some of that. I'd advertise with you, Bob, but but I got to hire receptionists to make sure we can get all the calls before. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We will be right back with Bob Davis talking about podcasting. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now, 612-701-4375. Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-4620. 
888-888-7526 for a free consultation. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate. 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. How are you doing, everybody? So, we're talking about podcasts with the one and only Bob Davis of the Bob Davis Podcast. You can check him out. You can go online, thebobdavispodcast.com. Uh, Bob is is quite a, a media junkie. He's got a lifetime of experience, and I am so proud to have him on the show. But we're talking about something that I think is really valid, and that is, so you want to do a podcast. Now, the point that we were trying to make earlier is the amount of work that actually can go into doing something like this, especially if you're not naturally good at it. And you have, and, and it kind of reminds me when I say naturally, you know, I recall when Jay Leno first went on the air and he was a comedian, a great comedian. Uh, but when he, when he first replaced Johnny, 
it was so obvious that he was reading off the teleprompter. And it was, as I've said twice here, excruciating. You'd watch it and you'd just go, oh. Probably scared to death. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because he was accustomed to doing the ad lib. But all of a sudden when he had to do scripted, perf- specific information. Wasn't very good at it. It wasn't very good. And and all you could say was, boy, he really should have practiced that a little better. Well, that's kind of tough to do when you got new stuff coming at you every freaking day. So the point is that if you were going to do this as a business, you don't just build it and they will come. You know, I mean, if you listen to podcasts, you might be listening to some of the major folks out there who have, you know, a million listeners. But, you know, that's not the average person. You know, if you, you know, if you listen as an example, like somebody like Joe Rogan, well, my God, he was on news radio for years and years. He's the face of MMA. And he says he's going to start a podcast and the next day. He's got 50,000 people listening to him. Well, he's also he's on he's using YouTube as the primary uh, platform. And it, but it's not typical, though, is the point. Oh, and it's great. I love Joe Rogan. Yeah, and I do, too. The problem is, is if you try to do that, you got two people watching you, you know, so it's a different deal. And if you're going to do this, you need to be able to afford to do it, meaning that for your time spent, you've got to find a way to get paid because nobody can work for free. Food isn't free. Well, you're talking, I, I, you know, there's two kinds of podcasts. There's the company that decides they're going to put a podcast on their website for additional content. I mean, MailChimp has a podcast. Right. Does MailChimp need a podcast? No, but they've got the capitalization to say, we got a couple of guys in the building that can that are crazy that we need to get some content on our website that's one thing as far as starting a podcast um so they're paying and they've got stars that they bring on or they, that i don't know i've never power. listened to the mail chip podcast I mean, the, and honestly i don't think anyone will i don't the, think it's going to go oh my god I, I'm not. I'm going to put Dan Cronin down and Joe Rogan down because I've got to listen to this new Mailchimp podcast. Right, but the point is that they those those hosts don't have to go out there and get people to support them financially to do it. No. They've already got that. The company's going to put that together exactly. Right. So when you put together your own podcast, for those of you who are considering it. You must realize that you've got to be able to monetize that podcast. Talk yes. a little bit about your experience doing that, Bob. Okay. If you go to a podcaster's convention, um, they're going to tell you that you can monetize your podcast by um, getting on one of these uh, services that, uh, you know, you can put, uh, you can do uh, ads for Audible and you'll get $7.50. Or if you get enough listens on Blog Talk Radio, you'll get a percentage of income that is you, you will, that will not even buy you a cup of coffee. Okay. Cause you'll never see any money from that. I've been on blog talk radio for, I don't know, seven years and I've never seen a cent from, and I don't care because it's just another place for me to be. You are running the smallest radio station on the planet and you have to know how to do that. So there's production, there's talent, there's the general manager, there's the sales manager and the program director. And that just happens to be me. My board meetings are, you know, I, I sit in this chair and then I go yell at the sales department. And I sit in that chair and the sales department yells back. I have to sell my you own move podcast. fast to yell at yourself. Don't and you? <laughs> I don't think a lot of podcasters are doing that, but I'll tell you why I did it because I wanted to learn what this is all about. And I wanted to, and, and you and I, and we won't say what it is, but you and I do a business networking group together. And the greatest thing about it is talking to small business people and medium sized business people, some of whom are brilliant and their concerns because the job is for for me is creating value for my advertisers that right. for my clients and also making sure that the audience is getting value as well those are really hard things to do so if if you are loquacious that's important if you are the person like Todd Rooker who could come up with content from life experience alone all day long great <laughs> 
If you have those things, then just, you might have a just, shot just at doing a podcast. Got a screwed up life, that's why. But just because there's a bunch of kids, there's a bunch of people, other guys in your neighborhood who are really funny, and you guys like, like talking about the Vikings, that's not going to be enough. Yeah, exactly. Because you could, you can do. Uh, everyone has a couple of talk radio shows in them. Everyone has a couple of podcasts in them. But can you do a thousand of them? Joe Rogan's up to something like twelve, fourteen hundred. I'm up to eight ninety something. Uh, you know, uh, some people around town are have as many as a thousand or more podcasts because uh, they do them every day. And, and and so and and the difference is just so we understand is that someone like Joe Rogan has got his he gets better and better, but there's a reason for that. He has an army of people supporting what he well, does. Well, there's that too. He's yeah. you know he's got an army of people who are who are researching content. Uh, pounding the phones to get the best guests on the show, giving him, you know, he's sitting there asking questions and he's got information and he's got uh, got references flying up on the screen because he's got... He's well, got, he's got all that. Now, yeah. the thing is... So it's hard when you don't have that, is the point. And by the way, so he's on a platform, and I did check this morning. I don't know how much time I got, but I checked this morning because I wanted to see. So uh, one of those late night shows, I don't remember which one, for 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 so far this year has only six hundred fifty thousand viewers. So uh, I'll give you an example. My son works for an unnamed media company in uh, New York City that produces digital product. They put up a video about Amazon that has one point seven million views already. So that's the difference in scale. So Joe Rogan, some of those podcasts that he's put up have millions of views. So the the platform is massive, but. You don't have to be Joe Rogan. You can do a great local podcast or you can be a guy. I interviewed a guy that does a podcast about saunas. That's his thing. He does a podcast about making, creating saunas. That's, he, he's obsessed with saunas and he's the guy. He's the sauna guy. There's nobody else. His website, uh, sauna times or whatever it is. He's got, you know, 15,000 page views a month and he's got a little business there. It's a blog about saunas and he can help you build a sauna and that's what he does. And you can be enormously successful in those niche markets. Yes. You really can. Yes. But again, you have to have content that is relevant to the people who are interested in that uh, cutting edge what's happening and then you have to be relatable as an as an individual providing that content so yes. that's that's important so bottom line is to monetize means that you got to go out and schlep a little bit you got to get people to actually pay to 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 put their commercials on your show and, and you got to figure out pricing because you know you you who know we don't know what to ask there's no standards in the podcast industry right. none Right. In, so, in, in radio, just know it's a little bit easier because you got a nut to crack in terms of the cost of, of putting a show like like this one together. And that becomes the impetus for what you got to have in sponsors because you don't want to be supporting it to the tune of thousands of dollars personally just to be on the air. And you've got I don't know this is you're doing your own thing, but the rest of the station has a sales department that goes, is supposed to go out and hit the street. Right. You exactly. know, a lot of times they're just sitting around drinking coffee, but they're supposed to go out and and sell the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you have to do when you put these things together. So now, so now let's get to those people who will sponsor a show, who will create their own. Let's get to what what they really have, what what are realistic expectations. So let's first of all start with the concept of what marketing is, what sales is, and what branding or brand recognition creation is. So You mean for a small business? I do. Okay, I do. you you talk about that because you probably know more about that than I do. Well, you know, so part of the challenge with people, especially small business owners, is in fairness, they've never really done any any real marketing. 
Um, there to them, you know, you tell you tell three friends who tell through three friends who tell three friends, and that's that's what you think. That's how you think you build a business. You can't scale a big business doing that. It doesn't work. So what you did in the past to make good money personally doesn't mean anything when you want to have ten or a hundred people working for you. It becomes an entirely different animal unto itself. Now, marketing is not sales. Marketing doesn't sell anything. Marketing promotes the product or service that you have. And it simply provides people who might be interested in it. And then you hand that off to your sales staff who actually goes out into the field or meets with people in the offices and talks to them about closing the deal and bringing actual revenue into your business. They're two very different things. Advertising, which is most of the time not going to get people to pick up the phone and buy from you. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certain (laughs) products that will enable that, that that will happen with. And in some instances, those are inconsequential cost products where it's very inexpensive. And hey, man, they advertise Coca-Cola and for a buck, you can buy a Coke. That's very different. Generally speaking, advertising in a, in a, in a, in a medium like television or radio is creating brand recognition that enhances what your salespeople are doing and enhances your marketing efforts right. because people have heard of you or your business or product or service before, heard it generally on the radio or the television over and over again. And so when they hear, when they get the marketing piece in the mail or on the internet in their email or a salesperson from your company calls on them, they go, oh yeah, I've heard of you, and there's a level of confidence that you're actually real and you're not some scammer out there. they know what you do. Right. You're the landscaper that makes the triangle, uh, uh, you know, trees or something. So you don't have to spend three hours trying to explain it to them because they've already got a sense of it. The other thing you got to realize that's vitally important when considering doing this type of marketing is that you have to develop a level of permanence. You cannot go on a radio show or a television show one time and everybody thinks you're great and calls you. It isn't going to work that way. Because yes, please. In, in, Tell them to keep yeah, advertising. Yeah, in fair, on the Bob Davis in, podcast. How, how ridiculous. In fairness. But see, they don't understand this. Well, you know, listen, I'm going to try this for a little while. If it doesn't work, uh, then I'm just going to quit. I mean, because I need return on investment. Well, listen, dumb, dumb. You oh, might please. as well just give up right now. I, okay? am, I am the guy that gets into fights at the advertising agency parties in the kitchen because I hate that. I hate ROI. I cannot stand it when people talk about return. Well, that's what every business owner wants because they they lack the understanding of how it works. You're not selling crack. Yes. You don't have to advertise crack. Crack you can sell. You can sell cocaine and crack and pot anywhere, anytime, as long as you're willing to go to jail because everybody wants it. Okay? (laughs) That's not what you, that's not your product. Financial services, yeah, maybe they'll buy you if they trust you, but they have to know what you're selling. Well, let me say this. I'm the host of this show. Yes, sir. And if after one year I I took the approach that sponsors do, which, look, I'm going to give this a shot, and if I make money, if it pays for itself in one year, I'll keep doing it. Well, let me tell you. How long have you been doing this show? Eight years. Eight years. I was on another station. I came to this station, and eight years. And I'm going to tell you, it took five years as the host wow. before I got to a point where I had that level of permanence where people felt comfortable right. enough. They had heard about me enough times and listened to me regularly, maybe inadvertently, you know, once every three months. But they heard me enough times that they felt confident. And now I'd never quit because now it's become that valuable. You're getting return on investment, right. but it took eight years. It took that yeah. much momentum to create that 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 permanence, Bob. Well, you know what they used to tell us in radio that uh, if you're selling radio, that if um, 
if if uh, and, the, and the person says, well, how do I know if it's working? You say, well, how's your business? Is your business good? And they go, yeah, we had a pretty good month. And then you say, well, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let's take a break and we will be back talking about podcasting. We're going to try to get into some little a little more t- technical detail. But these are things that you need to know. And if you are considering doing this or you're considering sponsoring a radio show, considering sponsoring a my podcast, your, Bob Davis podcast. <laughs> absolutely. Podcast. Then, then you're going to have some insights so we won't have to waste a lot of time telling you about this. You'll already know. <laughs> Let's take our break. We'll be right back. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. He can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's superhuman. That's because at JasonWalgrave.com, you'll find absolutely anything you need to know about real estate in the Twin Cities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your home, check out JasonWalgrave.com, the number one place for all your real estate questions. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years' experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know, allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly, and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. 
That number again, 763-559-3800. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP Smart Side Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to sma2day.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. <laughs> there was trouble brewing in my hometown. Hey, let's take let's take another run at Bob Davis here talking about podcasting. So the world of 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 media is absolutely changing, Bob. And you know, give me a sense of what's going on in radio and television today. Well, um, it's very interesting. I was thinking about this this morning because I knew I was going to do this. Um, Radio is, uh, first of all, I'll just call, I'll just say broadcast because one of the things I just mentioned was that I took a look at Johnny Carson's ratings in 1969. So one of his peak years, 69, 70. I think, uh, I think that's when, uh, uh, what's his name? Tim married the guy, the woman on the show. They had the wedding on the show. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Tiny yeah. Tim. Oh, and God, with the little banjo. Yeah. <laughs> And that that had something like 57 million viewing, viewers, so th- 25 million households, which is three persons to a household. So it, it had a it had a, a reach of about 57 million people. Um, the the biggest the biggest night show that in that same same time slot today probably has maybe 1.3 million You're on any given me. night. Yeah. And PewDiePie on YouTube has 38 million subscribers. So in terms of these platforms, these people on YouTube, Khloe Kardashian, most people probably know. I don't, I've never watched PewDiePie. I have no idea what he does. Uh, who knows? Nobody knows who this guy is. He could walk down the street probably and no one would even, you know, but he's got 38 million subscribers. Khloe Kardashian is a billionaire because of Instagram and YouTube. It's, it's, and, it's and unreal. much larger than any show. Shows like Good Morning America, those late night shows, Nightline, CBS, uh, 60 Minutes, and broadcast radio are leaking listeners like they're bleeding out. Right. And these research companies keep going around telling people that 96% of the people still listen to the radio on any given week. And I say, okay, so they got to watch Game of Thrones, uh, Ray Donovan, The Shy, and, uh, you know, six other shows on Netflix. 
And like Han, Hannah on Amazon Prime. And by the way, Amazon Prime, so hungry for content, they've put up the Naked City and Route 66 on Amazon Prime. And they're going to listen to five podcasts, and yet 96% of them are listening to the radio. I don't believe it. Well, it's shocking because you're but, watching the demise of an industry that was, a, that was a, a static thing, we thought. Well, at one time, radio and television was Facebook. Was it? it was everything. It was local <clears> news, <throat> all that. And I don't want to put down radio because radio is my first love and always will be, and I'm not trying to say that radio will adapt probably before broadcast television adapts but broadcast is in serious trouble and we are people think oh well this is the future we're living in all this crazy stuff and i can't keep track of it all these kids with their cell phones and this is ridiculous what's going on with social media and everything else look at how facebook's reputation has gone from being the hottest thing the bell of the ball not 10 years ago eight less than that uh seven or six years ago to a degraded experience now. I mean, and when you talk about a viewer or personal experience with social media, everyone hates Twitter. I refer to it as the cesspool known as Twitter. It's a cesspool. Facebook is Facebook is so degraded that I am convinced that if you advertise on Facebook regularly, and I do, you they're constantly trying to push you to spend more money. And I'm starting to question the numbers that I'm seeing from Facebook because everyone hates Facebook now. So we're entering an age very quickly where the next generation of phones will be 5G. And 5G will, uh, like, for instance, my podcasts are, are you're supposed to put podcasts up in order for the analytics to catch the podcast at, at 96K or 128K. Mine are 320. So they're very high quality audio because I refuse to put up. I don't want my podcast to sound like AM radio, right? It won't. Pick, so the analytics don't even pick up all my feeds. So the, the next iteration of these devices at 5G, they're going to blow up a whole bunch of possibilities. You're going to have people with iPhones that have telephoto lenses and 5G, 5K video and uh, the the implications <laughs> of all this stuff and all these platforms are uh, just massive and they're hungry for content. They will soak up as much content. You could do 10 hours of content a day and it will soak it up and it'll get viewers. It's well, amazing. You know, the other thing though, that, that I, I brought up that word or that term permanence and the point that you're making is significant in that you have to be able to, if you're in media, if you're in advertising, if you're doing marketing, you need to be able to pivot readily. You need to be on top of the cutting edge. You know, as you describe the, the dilemma of Facebook and all other social platforms. It reminds me of the hot nightclub where everybody shows up in town and it lasts for a year or two and three years or four years from the time it's they gone. opened up, nobody's there and it's out of business. Yeah. And that is, that is, and, and for those of us who are a little older, who, who grew up well, during we've seen a, this happen. Yeah. Who grew up during a time when, you know, our parents worked at the same job for 35 years and retired with the same company they started with. Right. We, we, we desire that permanence and it's gone. It's I worked over. I worked at radio stations that were number one. And then they were nowhere. Right. And, and so every platform you're, you're listening to now will become antiquated and obsolete in short order, most likely, and will be replaced by the new latest and greatest thing. Yes. And, you gotta and be it will be better. And, right. And you got to be prepared to pivot and you got to be prepared to spend the money to be able to take advantage of the new medium as quickly as it comes along. We're going to take another break here. We are talking with Bob Davis about podcasting. You can check out Bob at the, at the Bob Davis Podcasts with an S. Dot com. I'll tell you a secret. We'll be right back. 
Yeah. Accounting and bookkeeping services are Later. no longer just about record keeping. For decades, Arliss Cleveland has been passionate about helping individuals and businesses look at their taxes and financials in a big picture strategy that allows them to position for maximum profitability. Arliss Cleveland Limited is big enough to handle any size client, yet small enough to give you the direct personal attention you deserve. Their philosophy is that accounting and tax services are about more than just numbers on a page. It's all about building client relationships that are personal. Call 763-786-4626 for a free consultation. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Todd Rucker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to HomeRentalSystems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Do you have enough to retire? Do you even know how much you need to retire? Great Waters Financial specializes in helping people nearing retirement get ready for their next big challenge. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement, how long your money will last, and what you need to do now to make sure you can retire the way you want to. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. For convenient offices in the Twin Cities, greatwatersfinancial.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. What is with this ACDC? Hey, man, this is my shit. (laughs) Don't you be attacking my ACDC. It's our morning coffee. Greatest rock and roll band of all time. And after you think think different, I don't want to hear it. This is devil music. (laughs) That's what my mom said. Who plays this? That's what my mom said. Turn that on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. He's well, rebelling after years of, you know. And, and it'll never end. It'll never end. Hey, my wife says, when are you going to grow up? And I say, seriously, you're going to keep asking me that? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. So, listen, uh, you know, anybody for about 500 bucks can get a high-quality mic, a mixing board, and you are oh, in no. business. You're going to have to spend more than that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit well, more than that. But, well, what are you talking about? This is the I, I see this all over the Internet. Isn't that true? Well, yeah, but oh, it's yeah. not. And, yeah, it's and, not. And, exactly. You know, it's <laughs> exactly. That's my point. <laughs> exactly. See, okay, another one is YouTube, and we haven't even talked about YouTube as a platform. So people go, "Well, I have a YouTube channel which I use for nothing but travel." But I, I'm going to start developing the YouTube channel. But I got to buy a lot of equipment. 
And you can't use the stuff that comes with the Apple computer. You can't, iMovie is deleted. It's worthless. It doesn't do anything. Uh, you have to get a camera and you have to get lighting. And you have, I mean, it's, there's tons of things that, uh, in order to look good. Yeah. 10 years ago, you could use your iPhone and you could start doing by doing, you know, you could do, uh, you know, how to fish with your iPhone. Can't do that now. Well, you know, listen, there, there is something to be said for the fact that there are people who bootstrap. And the reason that they can do that is because of where they are in their lives. So if I'm right out of college or high school and I bootstrap a YouTube channel, look, all my friends and everybody I know are all broke just like me. And nobody's <laughs> going to judge me about the fact that my video looks like crap, that my hair is sticking Oh, yes, up. they will. Well, maybe they will. But they'll accept it a lot more so than if you are an established yes. business. And you come on with poor quality video. You don't have a good formatted show. Yeah. As you said, it undermines your credibility. It, it, it doesn't help. It makes it worse. Well, so I, you've got to realize what the investment is to make this happen. Very quickly, I'll tell you a little story about this. I don't make know how it, much time we have. Make but, it quick. Um, I had a client that was a motorcycle company. And they, make, they made motorcycle parts. And they wanted to buy a bunch of podcasts and YouTube channels. And they thought there's millions of motorcycle videos and stuff like that. Well... It turns out there's two motorcycle video guys. One is uh, the law-abiding biker, and the other one is, uh, I forgot his name, Adam Sandoval Rides, okay? They have crews that do video. It's 5K video. It's edited. It's, you know, it's just like Joe Rogan's thing. You right. Can, yeah, they started with iPhones, and they started with a podcast, but they've had to invest and borrow money to build a business that, you know, if you want to buy a spot on that show, it's thousands of dollars now. Exactly. And, you know, I I can tell you because, you know, I've been in business for a long time and I can tell you that when I went to get a video done, I was told that if you want a a reasonably high quality video done and you want good editing, expect to pay right around a thousand dollars a minute, a thousand dollars a minute. So listen, folks, for those of you who want to have people do it right, produce it, get multiple angle camera shots, and you want people there doing it and then editing it, just imagine what each show that you do every week or every month is going to cost you right. and how many people you got to have as sponsors to be able to support that time, even if you're paying yourself nothing for all the time you're right. putting now, into it. If you want to do that and learn it as you go, that's okay, that's too. That's okay. And you sure. might have something someday, but... I'm just saying, if you're a business and you want to advertise your business that way, you're going to do irreparable harm to your business because you're going to look terrible and you don't want that. Right, right. Well, listen, I think that this is, has been pretty insightful information related to podcasting. The bottom line is that you can do it. You can do it. Uh, but but you better know what you're doing. And better yet, it'd be a lot better to sponsor someone else's show. Like learn mine. from them. And yours. Like Bob Davis, The Bob Davis Podcast. Dot com or of course cover your assets. <laughs> hey. And I got to hear some ACDC. There you go, man. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. We had Bob Davis on the show. Check him out. Have a great week, everybody. <gasps> bye bye. Hello, I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're
you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of Score North, KSTP AM 1500.